This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches, I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right. Progress. The Senate Judiciary Committee has put Neil Gorsuch... Up for the full vote of the Senate. Now, he's going to be filibustered, it looks like, but we'll uh, get into that in the due course of the program today. Welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show, everybody. Telephone numbers, 888 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393, if you want to weigh in. Catching the show live, easy to do. You can go to theblaze.com slash radio. Now, there, there have been some technical issues that I have been made aware of from some of you today on some of the various social media platforms in which I've been corresponding with you guys on. And there is a, a bit of a switchover. And if you notice, the the Blaze smartphone app, which is one of the apps that you can listen to programming here on the Blaze, or the iHeartRadio app, on the Blaze Radio smartphone app, it looks a little different. And that's, um, that's courtesy of a lot of hard work and a, a transition period that's happening right now a lot of folks beyond my pay grade, to be quite honest with you, to even to, to tell you exactly what is going on, but there is a technological transition happening right now. So be patient, and the uh, transition will be over before you know it. That is for sure. Um, uh, did I get the phone number? Yes, I did. So social media. Go to Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. You type in my name, C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O, and then show, and you're going to find the page and make sure you follow us there Uh, on twitter it is at chris salcedo tx as in texas at c-h-r-i-s-s-a-l-c-e-d-o-t-x and lastly theblaze.com click on channels and make sure you follow the program there i we uh, will be watching the white house press briefing as a matter of fact i'm looking at all uh all of the stations right now including c-span and they're all concentrating on the press briefing right now with Sean Spicer. Now, I, I want to start off today's program with something that I might make a regular feature. And because we have some new technology at our fingertips, courtesy of our pals at Gravian, uh, which allows us to monitor all of what's going on uh, on, the, on the television sets. And so uh, what I found fascinating is having this at my fingertips which I would normally have on a, on a split screen 
here in studio. Uh, now it's it's in a much more easily de- deliverable platform. So what I what I found fascinating. This is like picture and picture and picture and picture. <laughs> there's just a lot. There's a lot of stuff. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, man, this would be a great idea for a segment. It's called Flip Around. And I'm, I'm thinking about making this a regular thing. We just go from station to station to station and see what they're talking about. What I, what I found, and, and, and you can see patterns. And I noticed a pattern today. I watched as I was looking at Fox and Fox Business. They were busy talking about the revelations that it was Susan Rice who possibly illegally unmasked Team Trump folks who were accidentally swept up in surveillance of the Russians. It was she who illegally unmasked. And then it was Obama who made sure that that unmasking was disseminated throughout government. And then we still have to find out who the felony leakers are. And we're not sure whether or not Susan Rice violated the law because as Devin Nunez pointed out, there was no national security interest in Susan Susan Rice unmasking these people. She did it for the expressed purpose of playing politics, utilizing the NSA and our national security apparatus to strike political points with, uh, uh, against the Republicans, which For all of you liberals out there, you're not supposed to do that. This is not your government if you're a Democrat. You're you're not supposed to utilize taxpayers' money to, to give the impression that something was untoward. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Trust me, if these leftists, these Obama holdovers, had confirmation that anybody from Team Trump had coordinated with Russia in any way, we'd already know about it. We would already know about it. All, the best they could do was to throw up smoke, which is exactly what they're doing. Throwing up smoke. Russia, Trump, Trump, Russia. You know, Russia, Trump. Oh, yes, and you know what else? Trump or Rush. <laughs> Rush, Russia, Trump, Trump, Russia. <laughs> Trump or Rush. Anyhow, so this is what it's all designed to do. Problem is, it's illegal. Susan Rice, at the very least, abused her position as national security advisor and used it as a political bludgeon against the Republicans to delegitimize an incoming president. This this is all part of the plan. Now, Now we have to ask how many Democrats knew. How many Democrats were in on the, on the plan? Now, so that was, that was what I was watching on Fox and Fox Business. On CNN and MSNBS, you know what they're talking about? Praise glory that the, the Democrats have enough votes to block Gorsuch. Of course, it's not going to happen. Uh, Mitch McConnell is going to thank Harry Reid and go nuclear just like Harry Reid did. And a bunch of these hypocritical Democrats are just going to have to eat it. And I, I, ladies and gentlemen, I hope they do it. I really hope they, I hope they, go, they filibuster the first time in our nation's history. And of course, whenever tradition is broken, whenever debauchery is undertaken, it's always undertaken by a Democrat. Always. Whether it be Harry Reid destroying 
over 200 years of precedence by going nuclear when he was in charge. Or whether it's the Democrats, first time in our nation's history, a, a, a political filibuster of a Supreme Court justice who is well qualified. There is not one Democrat in that, in that committee today, by the way, all the Democrats I think voted no. There is not one Democrat in that Senate who can say that Mr. Gorsuch is not qualified. Not, not a one. So all they, can, all they can say is, oh, we're really pissed off that, we, that you didn't even hear Merrick Garland. That's why we hate you. And, our, and there's something else at play. So here's the flip around. Uh, we start off on MSNBS analyzing how Gorsuch's fight uh, it is really not about the high court. It's about political donations. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you've touched on exactly exactly that that point. I think that this is something this the Supreme Court fight very much activates the groups in the Democratic Party and on the liberal side who are focused and engaged, who give money, who potentially you know, gin up primary challenges. I, I would say that that's distinct a little bit from the base of the party. Yeah. So the base really doesn't care about all this nuanced stuff. Only people that care are those who give money to Democrats. And they've told the Democrats not a thing of Trump gets done. You oppose him every step of the way, even if it costs you seats. Because the money's going to, it's this serious over the Democrat side. That shows you how insane they are. They're, they're going to pledge to continue and to, be, to continue down this road and be increasingly irrelevant. And as they do so, you will see uh, more electoral losses. And Trump is going to eventually see the, the, the Democrat base is already starting to tune out, especially as uh, as Trump gets a victory or two under his belt. Once Gorsuch is sat, once once he's on the high court. All the liberal leftists are going to go, they're going to go crazy for a little while. And then it's like, what good is it to support these Democrats? They can't do anything. They can't do anything. And then the support's going to bleed away anyway. But the way that Chuck Schumer and Dianne Feinstein and others, all the folks with the cash or the money, they're going to continue to, to, to fund the Democrat campaigns. And as long as there's money, they can continue. So that's what Gorsuch is all about. It's about cash. You flip over to the Fox News channel next, and they continue to expand on why there's no good reason to oppose Gorsuch. There was a rare lighter moment this afternoon when one Senate conservative tried to reassure the American people that all is well ahead of this committee vote. Today is a good day for America. Uh, baseball is back, and Judge Gorsuch is one step closer to taking his seat on the Supreme Court. That's uh, Ben Sass from Nebraska, and basically notifying libs, <laughs> caterwaul all you want. Yeah, Chuck Schumer, you, uh, your party paved the way for the nuclear option. Go ahead and go nuts. There's nothing you can do. Chuck Schumer and all you Democrat nuts, there's nothing you can do. Indeed, Judge Gorsuch is expected to be confirmed a vote likely along party lines a short time from now, Melissa. But what more have you heard from Democrats about why they're fighting this pick in particular? Well, there's no question that Democrats are under intense pressure from their base that's still angry that President Trump won and is trying to stop President Trump's agenda. There are also those who are quite upset about the treatment Judge Merrick Garland got. He's the guy who was nominated last year by President Obama and was never considered by the Senate for the Supreme Court. 
A key Democrat explained a short time ago why he is a no on Judge Gorsuch. After participating in four days of very well-run Senate Judiciary Committee confirmation hearings, submitting reading questions and getting feedback from literally thousands of Delawareans, <laughs> I have decided that I will not support Judge Gorsuch's... Yeah, you, first off, that was uh, Leahy in the background, uh, either passing gas or clearing his throat. I don't know. <laughs> anyway... Um, so there's Coons, Chris Coons. Eh, not going to support him. Uh, after well-run hearing and uh, hearing from my constituents, just not going to support him. Uh, any reason why? Is he not qualified? No, no, no. I just, I just, it just, it's his way of saying, I'm doing this for pure political reasons and to keep the money flowing in, and there's no good reason to oppose Gorsuch. And that's it. The Judiciary Committee today. So with that declaration by Senator Coons, the Democrats now have enough votes to mount a partisan filibuster against Judge Gorsuch. So that appears to set the stage for changing the precedent in the Senate later this week to get George, Judge Gorsuch confirmed, unless some of those folks who are traditionalists can work out some kind of arrangement at the last minute. Now, what's he talking about? The white knights riding to the rescue. Like what, John McCain? No, hey, let me, let me put the country's mind at ease. John McCain won't come to the rescue here because it benefits a Republican. Okay, now if this were a Democrat sitting in the in the Oval Office and was trying to preserve the filibuster or what have you, and this is going to benefit a Democrat, John McCain's gang of fourteen would be ready to go. But because this benefits a Republican and a Republican who John McCain despises, there will be no gang of fourteen. Melissa, mm, feels like we're going nuclear. What do you think? I, th I think oh, yeah. you're right. See, feels that way. All right. Thank you yeah. so much. Keep us posted. One more flip around. We'll do this on the other side of the break. We go to CNN after this little timeout on the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo. All right, welcome back, everybody. You have got your liberty-loving Latino, Chris Salcedo, not to be confused with the loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I actually love the United States of America. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. Coming up on the show, we will have a conversation with a, a member of law enforcement who, who echoes many other folks in law enforcement who believe in upholding the rule of law. Uh, I said this last week, and I was gratified to know that uh, a growing number of lawmakers, uh, I'm sorry, uh, law enforcement officers believe that those lawmakers who are Democrats, who who violate and stand in the way and thwart the enforcement of immigration law, they themselves belong in jail. We will talk to one such sheriff from a New England uh, part of the country, from the, from the part of the country that is New England, Massachusetts. 
And uh, we'll have a conversation with him about uh, his ideas about putting Democrats and by and large, let's just be let's just be frank. Those who are not enforcing immigration law, they're Democrats. Those who are actively thwarting uh, the federal government from from uh, enforcing federal immigration law, they're Democrats. They're liberals. They don't believe in the rule of law anyway. That's why I've dubbed the Democrat Party the anti-rule of law party. And boy, they live up to it, don't they? So we'll have a conversation with that sheriff uh, coming up here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Meantime, let's finish up with, with Flip Around. And for those of you, uh, I had Ellie ask me, what, are, is this segment called Flipping Off or Flipping? No, 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 no. Flipping Around. <laughs> no, I'm not flipping anybody off. I'm, I know this is Flip Around. This is like, as you're sitting there with your remote in the house and you're flipping around channels, that's what I did. I just flipped around the channels and... This is what's being talked about. And I, again, you can when you have them all side by side, it's, it's a very powerful tool to see the political divide as, you know, it, it wasn't breaking news and being focused upon by individuals on MSNBS or on the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. They, they were focused on the, what they believed to be a triumph of Democrats because that's Democrats watch their channels. So, oh, look at the Democrats doing so well. And CNN and MSNBS sacrificing news to continue to help the Democrats fundraise. <laughs> and then, of course, Fox News and Fox Business reporting on the blockbuster revelation today that it was it was. The Sunday charlatan, Susan Rice, she was the one who unmasked, and some are alleging now, illegally, unmasked uh, Trump operatives in the campaign to be disseminated for politics' sake. The Sunday show liar, the Sunday show charlatan, Susan Rice. Remember, she jumped on all five Sunday shows and said that Benghazi was because of a obscure video nobody had ever seen. Right. Okay. That's Susan Rice. All right. Uh, back to flip around. Uh, CNN today. Now, they were focused on, of course, Gorsuch and the Democrats' anger. And they're angry because they lost. So if they, and I've told you guys about this, extremist libs before, if they can't run your life, they want to destroy your life. So it's possible, mm-hmm. but now it's like it's a done deal, right? But I guess my point is, is that there's so much energy out there among liberal activists and among Democrats to stand up to the Republicans, to do something, to get back at Republicans for what they did to Merrick Garland. It's revenge. It's revenge. They actually saw this seat as theirs. You know, oh, that they, they wanted to replace Anton and Scalia with a, a liberal. And never mind the 80 years of tradition that said, look, in, in the in the final year of a campaign, you don't put up anybody. You leave it to the next president to do. And Democrats had actually made that case. As a matter of fact, when it was George W. Bush, they said it was a year and a half out. A year and a half was the mark set by 
Chucky Schumer, if memory serves. And, you know, the, the Democrats genuinely think that this is a stolen seat because Republicans didn't even give him a hearing. And I think that this could be a telltale sign for what's to come vis-a-vis uh, -vis the, the power that the left has, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, among Democrats, but also potentially to help Democrats in the next election. Well, see, yeah, maybe. But the Democrats aren't going to the Democrats aren't going to be able to stop anything. What power? What all they're going to be shown is a bunch of rah, rah, rah cheerleading that will be for nothing. I look, Chuck, Chucky Schumer, hear me well. I hope you pull the damn trigger. Do it. We're going to go. We're going to go nuclear. We're going to we're going. And you know what? It'll make it that much easier the next go around. There won't be any of this navel-gazing. You, you Democrats will just have no say. And I like it that way. 888-933-93. You guys want to go full tilt bozo and go nuts? That's fine. You guys are unhinged. You can't be dealt with. You can't be regarded as sane human beings. Uh, you know what? I wasn't anticipating this thing going three segments, but a couple of more things. On the flip around, coming up on the Salcedo Show. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo show. All right, guys, welcome back. You know, uh, um, if we make this a regular thing, uh, this flip around segment, I plan on making it a little bit shorter, not not three breaks. It's just it's taken me a while because we got so much breaking news. And that's I think that's just that's just going to be the call of the day inside of inside of uh, the United States as Trump battles to reverse everything that Obama has done to this country. And the Dems are going to fight us every step of the way as evidence of what's going on with the Supreme Court. And I, you know what? Before I continue on with this, and you see, th this is what happens. I get off on these little tangents, but I, how many of you are sitting around going, man, I don't remember my country being like this. I, can, I remember there was only, there's always been consternation, and there's always been conflict. But even Justice Clarence Thomas with everything that was surrounding him, they didn't they didn't filibuster him and stop him from being being voted upon. But that that's what the Democrats are pledged to do. Because they just can't get beyond the fact they lost the election. They thought that the Scalia seat was stolen from them. They thought the election was stolen from them. And they're so butthurt, they just can't be rational. So, like a screaming, temper tantrum child, that's, that's precisely who they are. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, they're, they're crying children, I want my way, I want my way, I want my way. That, this is who they are. So what do you do to children like that? You spank them. Nice, open palm, boom, right there on the butt. 
And I, 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 all of a sudden, all these liberals with the, sound, with the sound of my voice are like, oh my gosh, it's child abuse. Oh. <clears throat> little s- smack on the butt. And let them know, hey, time to be grownups. And if you're going to sit there and throw a temper tantrum, then we're just going to ignore you. And do what we're supposed to do. Now, debate all you want, but Mr. Gorsuch is far from unqualified. As a matter of fact, he's incredibly qualified. Do I agree with Sotomayor's judicial philosophy? No, but she was qualified. Do I agree with Justice Kagan's philosophy? No, but she was qualified. That's the standard. But again, I said this off the top of the show. If you're a Democrat, you are responsible for every degradation, every slide of tradition. You got idiots like John McCain out there accommodating this crap. Remember, it wasn't the Republicans who went nuclear first. It was Democrats. Democrats did this. Now Democrats will be the first to filibuster a a Supreme Court judicial nominee. Again, another degrading of our politics, courtesy of the Democrat Party. Because their political base, well, they're not grown-ups. 888-933-93, Continuing with CNN, now part of our brand spanking new segment. I'm kind of liking this. A, because I love the technology that, that surrounds that surrounds us allowed me to just flip around and just get all this, all this sound uh, back to back to back to back. And this is the order I pulled it, folks. It was MSNBS, Fox News Channel, and then CNN. Let's, let me, Errol, on that precise point then, with some of these uh, red state Dems, how might this help them? Well, it absolutely helps them. I mean, you know... It- I don't want to uh, sort of uh, speak for Chuck Schumer, although I've covered and I've known him for quite a long time. Sure. Um, What I sense here is that they knew that with Senator Coons that they had uh, enough to sort of keep a filibuster, and that gave some freedom to some of these so-called red state Democrats like Manchin in West Virginia and Heitkamp in North Dakota. You get what he's saying, folks? He's so long as the Democrats knew they had uh, enough to filibuster, they could have... Hyde Camp and Mansion and uh, who was the other one? Third one came out over the weekend. I can't remember who was this guy. Hold on a second. It's gonna bug me now if I don't look it up and I don't tell you right away. Uh, bu- 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 I know I have it right here. Hold on a second. Da, 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 da. Third Senate Democrat, uh, Joe Donnelly. Joe Donnelly. These guys are in in red states, conservative states, so they get to come out and say, "Hey, look, we didn't." We didn't want to side with the Democrats, but you know, uh, we, we were going to vote him. We were going to vote uh, to give him a to give him a vote on the floor. So that's how it benefits these Democrats, so that they can sit there and say, "Hey, in one of the seminal fights, we were on Trump's side." In essence, so they might have a prayer of keeping their job, and that's that's the Democrat strategy. But they also had to keep their kook base happy. So they had, they're, they're going to have to do this filibuster. Donnelly in Indiana to sort of say, well, okay, we're not going to go along w- with it. So they're sort of trying to protect and preserve something of, uh, of democratic power and possibility 
in these otherwise red states. That's an interesting kind of development. All of that gets swept away if you start making it into these simple majority power plays. Simple majority power plays. Oh, you mean like what? what's his name? Senator Harry Reid did when he went nuclear the first time, sir. This is some uh, forgettable CNN analyst, folks. I just... So, so was it a was it a partisan power play when the Democrats did it? And then why wasn't CNN griping to the moon about that? Um, and that then sort of makes uh, each state either all Republican or all Democrat, all partisan, all the time. The last thing that you want, especially when you're talking about lifetime appointments to the Supreme Court. Final thought well, from you. I mean, you know, what my buddy Errol uh, says is simple majority power plays. Another word for that is democracy. Like the side with the most votes wins. I don't often agree with Jeffrey Tubin, but what he just said there is it's kind of kind of right. It's you know a power play or majority rule. Now the United States Senate has had this rule. It's not in the Constitution. It's a made-up rule to make sure that important positions are, are, have some sort of bipartisan-type support. Even though, even though uh, the vote could be 52, you know, 48, which is a, a partisan vote, at least Democrats would allow the process to move forward, but not this Democrat party. Not this Democrat Party. That, does, that doesn't happen anymore. Um, at least you would have, and, th- and, and if it were reversed, the Republicans would do the same. By the way, Kagan and Sotomayor were not filibustered. And, you know, there was just as much angst from the Republican base about what Obama was doing to the country as there's about, uh, from these left-wingers who think what, what Trump is doing is going to be completely terrible. So this excuse, oh, that our, you know, our, uh, our base is kind of ticked off and they're not going to give us any money, you know, tough. Republicans had to deal with it. You want to have to deal with it too. Your job is not to, your job is not to sacrifice the, the institutions of the country because you have a temporary, see, this, this is a temporary setback electorally. This is... This is what happens when you don't have grown-ups running the country. The, the, the child, childlike nature of the Democrat Party takes over. And, it's, and I'm thankful to say it's the reason why they're losing election after election after election. I'm very happy about that. But what they're doing to the country, the loss of, the loss of trust in government, it's gone. And it's courtesy of eight years of Barack Obama and a Democrat party that just abandoned the rule of law. And now what do they stand for today? What do these idiots stand for today? Illegals. Violating the law. Lawmakers being able to say, well, I don't like that federal law. I'm just not going to adhere to it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to thwart federal law. And they expect to be able to keep their freedom and keep their jobs. And America, the reason why Trump got elected is that this stuff is no longer acceptable. The hell do you mean you get to violate the law? Hold on a second. Somebody's, somebody, somebody is chastising me on, on Twitter. Where'd it go? 
So, somebody just said, uh, what you just described, was, the technology you just described was called a remote. Yeah, I know. I know. But I couldn't just sit there. <laughs> no, I couldn't just sit there and flip across my television. And uh, we, in, in our particular studio, the Salcedo studio, we don't have that capability. But I do have the capability with some new technology that actually gets all of these feeds into a computer. So uh, just saying that it's, it's, you know, hey, the flip around segment's been born. Yeah, I could have done it. I could have done it uh, low tech. But this is good stereo, high quality sound. I'm, I'm very excited to be able to turn these sound bites. And again, that was, that was exactly how everything aired today. And we went in order. MSNBS, Fox News Channel, CNN, the leader of the basket of bias. So that's flip around. Wasn't planning on it being three segments, folks. But uh, we'll get more details into some other bits of news. And I have quite a bit. What is, look, if you guys have heard of what's happening over the Fox News Channel, some lawsuits. Uh, I think it's really rich for those who live in glass houses to throw stones. We'll talk about uh, what happened at CNN over the weekend. Little Brian Stetler's at it again. We'll talk about it on the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. The Chris Salcedo Show, only on The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. I, look, I am. I'm going to try to be very careful here. I want you to to hear uh, from the biased CNN report here. That's this is on their website under CNN Media, and they are reporting on several lawsuits that have been filed against sexual harassment lawsuits. This big, uh, was it, was it the Post? No, it was the New York Times or the Post over the weekend. I can't remember which left-wing publication had put this out. But allegations not only against Roger Ailes, former boss over at, over at Fox News, but again, more allegations against Bill O'Reilly. And I, I haven't a clue whether or not any of these allegations are true. I happen to know some folks who say they are. I happen to uh, know some individuals who say there's a lot of smoke here. And whether it's true or not, that's, for, for the purposes of this segment, it's kind of beside the point. Because that's not what I'm going to focus on here. Because uh, there have been, as outlined in this piece over the weekend, five settlements, I mean millions of dollars, paid out to individuals, not to disclose, and they they were paid off. So they're outlining five investigations. But now, what do you think would happen? Or not investigations, five settlements, I should say. Five settlements. I want to be precise as I can be. Now, what do you think CNN's response was? Well, let me just read 
first stanza here. Still reeling from a bombshell report about its biggest star, Fox News on Monday was hit with a lawsuit filed by a contributor who accuses the network's founder, Roger Ailes, of sexual harassment. In the lawsuit, Julie Rajinsky, who is a Democrat. Not that it matters, just saying that she, she, she is the left-wing perspective on Fox, alleges that Ailes advised her to engage in a sexual relationship with older married conservative men because they may stray, but they always come back because they're loyal during meetings, according to a complaint. Ailes repeatedly insisted on a kiss hello, requiring Ajinsky to bend down to kiss him. So that's happening. So now what did CNN do? Well, little Brian Stetler decides, of course, to make hay about it for, well, for politics' sake, for ratings' sake. And here's my question. Now, here's, you know, little Brian Stetler wants to say, you know, and he actually plays this card saying, you know what they're going to say? They're going to say we're just doing that because Fox uh, kicks our rear end in the ratings and we can't compete with them because we're left-wing and we're biased. And, uh, oh, yeah, we're a bunch of Democrats over here and we want to go after, you know, conservative folks. So he tries to inoculate himself. from. That's precisely the reason why they're doing it, is to knock their competition down a peg. So... My question to you is, has, and by the way, little Brian Stetler and his guests are calling for a, an independent investigation over at Fox. CNN, the very same network that helped rig the Democrat primary by giving questions to Hillary Clinton and not Bernie Sanders on a debate and never conducted an independent investigation to restore their credibility. They are now calling on Fox News Channel to have an independent investigation. Does anybody else see the irony in this? Now, granted, I I think sexual harassment is a pretty serious deal, and it ought to be addressed. But CNN aided, aided in the rigging of an election. Hell, that's what they're constantly accusing Trump and Russia of doing, right? And they did it. Hypocrites much? The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. In case you're just tuning in, Susan Rice, Obama's former national security advisor. Yes, she held the same post as Michael Flynn. <clears throat> She's the one who uh, basically unmasked Americans. Many are alleging illegally and improperly. Because when, when Americans are swept up in foreign intelligence, their identities are supposed to be protected. They have legal rights. Susan Rice didn't see it that way. Susan Rice decided it's being reported. Then Americans who are 
Republicans or are working for the incoming Republican administration, they don't deserve their rights. So she unilaterally, well, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't, I shouldn't speak so soon. They, they, they may try to put this out there that she acted alone. But we all know, as, as is the case with uh, many of those who reported to uh, have worked alone, Nothing could be further from the truth. Because she seems to be a very important cog in a very well thought out plan that has been, might I say, brilliantly executed by the Democrats. Democrats both in and out of government. Democrats both uh, elected and appointed. I... We'll probably have more on this tomorrow, but uh, I, I guarantee you we're going to have more on this tomorrow. But this allows me to talk about this, this in, in, a, in a broader context. Adam Schiff, he's a Democrat from California. He says there is uh, still no evidence that Trump colluded with Russia. Now, I want you to listen to Jake Tapper from the most biased news network in the business the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. And I want you to listen to Jake Tapper. According to Jake Tapper, there is only one thing that's at issue. There's only one thing that's germane to the topic, or to conversation right now, and it is this. The issue, of course, is whether or not there was collusion among members of the Trump campaign or surrounding the Trump campaign, Trump advisors. Can you say definitively that there was collusion? There were people affiliated with the Trump campaign who were working with Russians to time the release of damaging information about Hillary Clinton that had been, that had been hacked either from John Podesta or the DNC? Now, according to Jake Tapper over at CNN, the leader of the basket of bias, there's only one thing to talk about. And the only thing to talk about is did Trump or any of members of his team collude with Russia to release these damaging bits of information from their hacked servers? And by the way, they weren't hacked. They were fished. Everybody keeps on saying they were hacked. It was a fishing worm that, what's his name, Podesta clicked on. Oh, by the way, Podesta, again, probably something we'll get more into tomorrow, Podesta made millions off of his affiliation with a Russian company. Lots and lots of money. Peter Schweitzer digging this up. Why, Why isn't that a topic, a topic of conversation over there at CNN, Jake Tapper? Why, why, is it, why is it only the only topic we can talk about is alleged Trump collusion or Trump team Trump collusion with Russia? Aren't there other things to talk about? Well, I just, I just gave you one. Susan Rice. I just gave you another. John Podesta. And the Clinton ties to Russia. Uranium One. Podesta worked not only for Clinton, but also worked for Obama. Did he use his influence, his sway, inside of the administration at the highest levels? To grease the skids for Vladimir Putin's government? Kislyak was a regular over at the Obama White House. What was it, 22 times he visited the Obama White House? Why is it only now when a transition team talks to Russia, oh, now it's criminal? Is it only Democrats who can, who can 
collaborate and collude with Russia without it being treasonous? I mean, see, look, Ted Kennedy collude, actually colluded with the Soviet Union to undermine Ronald Reagan. That's an actual case of Democrat collusion to help defeat Ronald Reagan in an election. But nobody, nobody in Democrat La La Land, certainly over at CNN, was saying, well, that's, that's, that's just something we ought to look into. No, they didn't want to look into that. They didn't want to talk about that. Now, what do you think that Alan Schiff, the partisan Democrat of the House Intelligence Committee, the ranking member, as they call him, <laughs> Never mind. I was going to make a play on words on member. I'm just, I'm just not going to go there. What does, what does Mr. Schiff say about these allegations of collusion? Uh, I don't think we can say anything definitively at this point. Uh, we are still at the very early stage of the investigation. Yeah, yeah. Investigation that FBI has been conducting since July. Very, yeah, very. I, I can imagine it's going to take what, Mr. Schiff? What do you think about Two, maybe four years to conduct your investigation? What do you think? Hmm? Two or four years before we get... And, and, and even then, maybe maybe all of the... Maybe you'll arrange another leaking campaign just before the next presidential election. You know, based on innuendo and a whole bunch of smoke, but no proof. Still no evidence. Nothing definitive. No evidence of any collusion. But we're going to keep asking. Because we can't ask this question enough. Because... You got to understand the the impetus behind the basket of bias attempt here is to delegitimize Trump. No matter how many times the answer is, they have to come back and say, Democrats, Republicans, everybody in between, there is no evidence of collusion. They're still going to keep on pressing. Now, we have been consistent here on the Chris Salcedo show in our recognition and acknowledgement that. Russia under Vladimir Putin is the enemy of the United States of America. There is, there is no doubt in my mind. I, uh, we have pushed for increased pushback on Russia, who keeps on pushing the envelope for eight years of Obama. They, could, they basically ruled the roost. There was nothing that Vladimir Putin would do that Obama would object to. Nothing. Certainly he wasn't going to stand up when Vladimir Putin's military puts our military at risk. Certainly he wasn't going to stand up when our friends were invaded and had their land stolen from them. Certainly Barack Obama wasn't going to do anything to stand in Russia's way because they needed some sort of cooperation to get Obama's giveaway to, to Iran on the nuke deal. To, to funnel billions of dollars to a Russian client state in Iran of taxpayer money and also pave the way for them to have nuclear weapons within a decade. So the whole, the whole eight years of Barack Obama, not one Democrat, sat up and said, man, look at, look at what Putin is doing and look how timid Obama's being. I mean, I as a Democrat, I, I, can't, I can't sanction this. This is what 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 Putin is doing is is unacceptable. We have to do something. Not one dem, not one Democrat. Now, out of this Senate national security hearing intel hearing last week, Angus King, who's in well, he claims to be an independent. He's a liberal. 
he caucuses with the Democrats. He's from Maine. And he says Russia's cyber action to interfere in our election, which is, again, nothing new. They've been interfering on our elections for for decades. But now, now all of a sudden, since the result wasn't the one that Angus King wanted or the Democrat Party wanted, now what Russia's been doing is something altogether different. Just to sort of sum up what I've heard this morning, number one, it appears that we're engaged in a new form of aggression. A new form of, well, yeah, because we have new tools out there. The Internet is one around during the Soviet era. I guarantee you would be utilized if it were. And not to mention that Barack Obama sat on his worthless rear end for, for eight years, even after being told by folks who run the Congressional Budget Office. Not, not CBO, who was it? It was uh, OMB, Office of Management and Budget. Remember they were compromised? What was it, 21, 22 million Americans had their identities lost, had their identities hacked by a foreign actor? Was it the Russians? or was it? The, it's hard to keep track. China, Russia, North Korea... Iran, they're hacking us all the time because Obama didn't, he was warned to upgrade our our cybersecurity and didn't do it because he was too busy fundamentally transforming America. So yeah, there are new tools out there and we've been made less safe because we've had a Democrat at the helm. So Angus King, thank you, Captain Obvious. Uh, it's, it's definitely a step up. Just to sort of sum up what I've heard this morning, Number one, it appears that we're engaged in a new form of aggression. Yes. They, they have stepped up their attacks in this new form of this new fandangled thing, Angus, called the, the internets. Yeah. If not war. Whoa. What was that? What, what, what did Angus King just say? Hold on. It appears that we're engaged in a new form of aggression, if not war. Here's a, here's a liberal Democrat saying we're at war. Hey, all you liberal freaks, did you know that your party is calling this conflict with Russia an act of war? You guys on board? You on board? Hey, I, hey I'm with you. I've, I've been saying Russia needs to be beaten back for, for years now under your worthless occupier of the Oval Office resident Obama. I'm all for, so wait a minute, am I to understand that you libs now are all for taking military action? Really? Are, are you libs now with me? Your conservative, liberty-loving Latino? I find that fascinating. Back in a minute in the Salcedo Show. Coming up, uh, Lawrence Jones, our pal on Fox this morning. He had more than a few things to say in response to a guy named Raz Buraka. You know who Raz Baraka is? What is it with guys with that derivative in their name, Barack? Are they all nuts? Are they all kooks? Are they all freaks? Back in a minute. It's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. The media wasn't ready for a conservative Latino. So naturally, we gave him a show. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network.
The Chris Salcedo Show. All right, let's uh, take you back. I guess it was over the weekend. A guy named Raz Baraka rhymes with caca. <laughs> it's, and you know, I got to say, which pretty much describes his ideology too. It is caca. Raz Baraka is the mayor of Newark, New Jersey. And he was out there pushing back the lawless liberal that he is. And he's not the only one. I don't... I not want to come. I don't want to come down exclusively on Baraka. Rhymes with Kaka. I don't want. I don't want to come down on him exclusively because there are several Democrats across this country. Plenty of Kaka out in California. <laughs> plenty of plenty of Kaka out in uh, Chicago. Plenty of Kaka in New York. Plenty of Baraka Kaka even in the great state of Texas. <laughs> and. The great state of Texas, Travis County, down there by Austin. Lots of caca down there. Elected sheriff says, eh, I'm going to pick and choose what's part of federal immigration law I'm going to adhere to. It's like, I didn't, hell, I didn't know we had the choice. Uh, many a liberal can't respond to me when I say, how is it that, that you get to be selective as a liberal to obey immigration law? But I have to I have to follow every drop and tittle of Obamacare. Oh, by the way, I should have an addendum to that. How come you as a liberal get to violate federal immigration law with no consequences? But you have pledged to punish me if I violate the laws you like, like Obamacare. Hmm? Why is that? So they can never answer because they have no good answer. But Raz Baraka. The mayor of Newark, New Jersey, I can't remember what he was on. Was he on CBS saying the following? Targeting sanctuary cities is a way uh, for them to tell mayors and other folks, uh, you know, around the country, uh, one, that they're sticking to uh, what what I think is a very unconstitutional and un-American policy. Let me just stop right there. Do you think the Democrats really have a concept of what constitutional means? Or what American is. America is special because we are a nation of laws. Not of dictator wannabes like Raz Baraka. We, the law is supposed to apply equally to everyone. Yes, even illegal immigrants, Mr. Baraka. So, I, I don't think, when you say that it's unconstitutional and un-American, Mr. Baraka, I don't think you know what that means because it, it is it is consistent with being an American and having American values to uphold the rule of law, sir. So when Donald Trump says, hey, uh, you guys have had it pretty lax for the last eight years, we're going to start enforcing federal immigration law once again. And maybe maybe it wasn't just over the last eight years. I think maybe there was some of this these shenanigans going on during the Bush administration. And, well, maybe even prior to that. As a matter of fact, we've made the case that federal immigration law has been all but ignored for the better part of four to five decades with disastrous consequences. Disastrous consequences. So Raz Baraka says that when Donald Trump says, hey, that rule of law, that law that was passed, I'm going to follow it. Here comes Raz Baraka, 
who says that's what, what, a lot targeting not, sanctuary cities yeah. is a way uh, for them to tell mayors and other folks, uh, you know, around the country, uh, one that they're sticking to uh, what what I think is a very unconstitutional and un-American policy. <laughs> that it's unconstitutional and un-American. And I, I, just my opinion, I think he's doing it wrong. To be quite frank, I don't think he knows what constitutional or American means. Raz Boraka. Uh, but he wasn't done. Uh, and uh, trying to intimidate us uh, into being what I've called fugitive slave catchers, the run around and do their bidding uh, in our cities. So what what he is saying is that um, by Donald Trump insisting that the rule of law be followed, he's turning local municipalities into slave catchers. Renegades. He's he's saying that illegals in the United States here without permission are the same as those who were brought over on slave ships and forced to work for nothing and treated as subhuman. That's what he is saying. How many of you folks in the black community agree with Raz Braka? Rhymes with Kaka. Well, you know who doesn't agree with him and is actually kind of irate about all of this? Our buddy Lawrence Jones, who jumped on Fox this morning and... uh, and had the following to say. Freedom is not free, okay? People paid a price for black slaves to become American citizens. There was no free health care. There was no food stamps. There was no government assistance. You, you, you didn't get paid for your labor. Yeah, see, that's, to me, a couple of fundamental differences that Raz Baraka ought to go back to school and study. Um, he, and, you know, Raz Baraka is a black man. And and d- does he think that that black slaves came over here voluntarily and that they were allowed to get paid for their labor and that they could plug themselves into the entitlement system on the state and the local level and get taxpayer money? I, I hate to break it to it. Oz Baraka. It didn't work out that way. These people get here, get a job, they get free health care, they get government assistance, in-state tuition, and all uh, other things that other Americans get. I think it's unfair. I I am shocked that a black man in the Congressional Black Caucus are silent on this. It is unacceptable. A sheriff who wants to see these types of Democrats in shackles joins me next. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. So you guys know the uh, communist mayor of New York City uh, has declared that New York City is a sanctuary city and that Donald Trump enforcing the law will not be tolerated in New York City. And it came out courtesy of the, the New York Daily News over the weekend that police officers inside of de Blasio's police department are saying, <clears throat> to heck with that. We, we kind of took an oath to uphold the law just because you liberal Democrats don't give a damn about your oaths doesn't mean that we don't. Doesn't mean that we don't want to protect our people without consideration of politics. The NYPD 
alerts federal immigration agents to the criminal court appearances of immigrants facing deportation, according to the Daily News. As a sanctuary city, the city currently only complies with Immigration and Customs Enforcement detainer orders to hold the defendant until federal agents can take custody in cases involving violent or serious felonies. But in the process of verifying warrants against the defendant, officials said the NYPD will contact relevant law enforcement, including ICE, thereby alerting the agency to an immigrant's upcoming appearance in a city courtroom. Now, leftists who support Mayor de Blasio, they slammed this practice, saying it's tantamount to, quote, collusion with immigration officials. (laughs) And, and goes against the spirit of Mayor de Blasio, the communist, and his pledge that the city will remain a sanctuary city. They call it collusion when a, a state official or a, or a city uh, law enforcement official cooperates with the feds, which is what they're supposed to be doing. But they, they think it is a negative. Leftists like de Blasio and his agents... His, his allies in New York City think this is unacceptable. All these pro-illegal immigration folks, all these lawless leftists, all of these liberals think that collusion, uh, it, it's, just, it's just bad that, that local police departments are cooperating with the federal government in making sure that those who are in the country illegally and commit felonies are properly handled. Let's talk about these developments not only happening in New York, but all over the country with Sheriff Thomas Hodgson. He's a uh, law enforcement and corrections professional. He has extensive management, marketing, and business experience. He's been a sheriff of Bristol County, Massachusetts since 1997. Sheriff, it's an honor to talk with you here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Chris, thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. Well, like you, I, I am ready to see elected leaders such as de Blasio, such as this, this character, Roz Baraka, in, in Newark, and others who are openly defying federal immigration law uh, to be to be put in chains and perp walked. I I think that it's a, it's about time these individuals who are openly and wantonly violating federal immigration law they face consequences for their actions. What say you? Well, there's no question. I've been saying that for uh, quite some time now. They, they they need to issue arrest warrants for these these individuals. Look, these are elected. Um, supposed to be elected leaders of our communities across the country who took an oath uh, to uphold the law and to do uh, the fundamental responsibility of government, which is to protect the citizens and legal residents of their communities. And who are they to decide that they don't like a certain federal law and then they're going to say, well, I'm not going to abide by it. Um, It's a federal law and federal law supersedes the, the state law. So, so for them to, to – what's really, I think, troubling for most Americans is they're saying, why would an elected official who knows that somebody has violated the law by coming into this country illegally, and particularly if they have – I don't care if it's a, a minor criminal offense or a major criminal offense. The bottom line is if Immigration Customs Enforcement is interested in this person, why would any elected official not call them? That would seem to me to be the first thing. It would be like saying in, uh, in Dallas or, or New York City or wherever that the mayor says, look, parks are closed after dark. Nobody's allowed in there. Or, and, and suddenly people just start going into the park. And then your state police come along, who are not the local police, 
and they see these people in the park and they say, hey, you know what, we're not going to notify the local police. Um, it's not our job and, you know, it's a minor thing, so we're just not going to, we're not going to bother. Um, but then crimes start happening in those parks uh, and suddenly, um, you know, the, the state police continue to sort of say, hey, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not a serious crime uh, by going into the park, so we're just not going to report it, even though, you know, the mayor would expect it those things were being upheld. The other thing that, that I think is a, is a pretty pretty good example, imagine, imagine uh, that, that somebody leaves from, from California and decides they want to relocate, so they get in their Winnebago and they take off, and they head, uh, head east, and they come to a place like Massachusetts and they, um, or Somerville, where we have a mayor that wants, wants to have a sanctuary city, and they, they just drive right into this park. Uh, they, they, they don't pay any haven't paid any, any fees to live there, and um, they just settle in. And the word gets out to other people that want to relocate, and they start coming to the park. Well, suddenly the park can't handle the the uh, demand on the electric and the water and all these things. So now the, the, the legitimate residents there are now given a, a bill for additional fees for people who don't belong there to begin with. And um, who would – I mean, what park owner would say, hey, listen, as long as you don't – Committing serious crimes, I'll let you stay. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, yeah, and this uh, is and this is a problem. If I can lay out some scenarios for you, sheriff. There's sure it, it uh, as we heard from uh, uh, the the mayor of Newark, who says that that, that uh, these illegal immigrants are the same as slaves back in the slave era, which is just absolutely patently absurd. You've oh, got the the New York mayor who has declared his city a sanctuary city. You've got the entire state of California, which is trying to do the same out there. Even in conservative Texas, we, uh, uh, the state in which I broadcast, there is a Travis County sheriff who has said, you know what, I know better than the federal government. I'm going to pick and choose which individuals I want to refer to ICE and which ones I want to, to let out to the point to where you've got judges now who are escorting felons out of their courtrooms like in Oregon to to avoid ICE. And and you've got Democrats and liberals, whether they be judges, whether they be mayors, whether they be, and dare I say, sheriffs, law enforcement officials, who are openly defying federal law to run interference for illegal immigrant felons. And my question to you is, what basis of law do they have to continue to do this? Well, there is no basis of law because under Title VIII, Section 1324 of the U.S. Code, it clearly states that anyone who knows of someone to be in the country, anyone who harbors or conceals someone they know or attempts to harbor or conceal someone they know to be in the country illegally is guilty of a felony under federal law and punishable up to five years per alien that they attempt to harbor and conceal. And that law is very, very clear. I, I um I, I was just at a meeting with the attorney general uh, this past week, and one of the things that I brought up was that very thing about the judge. and said, listen, that judge should have been arrested on the spot by federal agents. No if, ands, or buts about it. She obstructed justice. She, uh, she, she undermined law enforcement in their ability to apprehend someone they were looking for, and she knowingly did it. Um, so, so it doesn't get any worse than that. And, you know, if the, what, what would these mayors, the Blasio and these other people that are that are saying that they should provide the sanctuary, and the mayor of Newark saying it's it, it's akin to slavery, having the, what's going on with the illegals? Would they would they suggest that there be no immigration law about people coming here? That anybody just open borders? 
Because if that's what they're suggesting, we might as well give up our democracy because we won't be able to manage the infrastructure. We won't be able to to uh, educate our kids in our schools. We have a mayor in Lynn, Massachusetts, who over two years ago said, I cannot take any more kids in my schools. They're busting at the seams. I had somebody in ninth grade with gray graying temples. Uh, we couldn't ask the age um, because we weren't allowed to ask. Wow. And, and she just she just recently, uh, this past week, was talking about the fact that they they proposed that they build a bigger middle school. They had to cut into their DPW budget to get through the school year because they have so many illegals in their schools. And what happened is she, she they finally she found, I don't have any more room, and I've got 540, I think she said, or 42 more illegals that have to be put into these schools, and I have nowhere to put them. I need a bigger school. And the voters said we're not going to approve the money for it. So now she has to – she has to somehow cram these 500 into their schools. Wow. Uh, Sheriff, you know what? I, I'm up against the clock here, but you know what? I, I got to tell you, I think the American people are tired of liberal Democrats telling us that our job is only to sit down, shut up, and pay for everything, that somehow the world's population is our responsibility to educate and provide for. I, I just don't think that's realistic. Sheriff Thomas Hodgson, everybody, he is a law enforcement and corrections professional. He's been sheriff of Bristol County, Massachusetts since 1997 and one of my my new favorite heroes on the illegal immigration debate. Sir, I appreciate the time here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Thanks for having me, Chris. And it bears pointing out, folks, before we go to break, bears pointing out that those who are responsible for public safety, they are dead set against what the Democrats are doing. They're dead. It's one thing not to, look, there's honest disagreement and I can see both sides on this. When Local sheriffs said, look, man, I got, I got barely enough manpower to, to just handle keeping the peace, much less trying to detain folks and figure out if they're in the country illegally. That's not my job. That, that's the federal government's job to make sure that these folks don't even get in here. I'm going to assume, as a police officer, some would say, that the government's done its job and not betrayed the American people on this. And we know they've, they have betrayed the American people on this to the tune of, well, in the 20s, 20 million folks or more in the country illegally, most likely. Officially, somewhere at 15.7, but we know it's much higher. So there's a difference between saying, look, I, I can't take on the federal government's responsibility here. Uh, and there's legitimate debate there to actively thwarting the federal government. Meaning, here comes the federal government. Hey, would you do me a favor? Hold that guy you've got in custody. And the liberal municipality says, nope, we're going to let him go. We're going to let them go. Eat your heart out. Go catch them yourself. That's different. And that's what these liberal Democrats like. De Blasio and the nutcase out in L.A. and San Francisco and Chicago, what they're all doing. And again, you, you, heard, you heard the sheriff's response when you heard about a judge. You're right. That, he's right. That judge should have been thrown in the slammer the minute she let that guy go. But she lives in a liberal part of the country. And they don't uphold the law in liberal parts of the country. Back in a minute, it's the Salcedo Show. That's why we can't elect these folks, folks. This is why we can't elect more liberal Democrats, because they don't adhere to the rule of law. Be right back. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network.
This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, and uh, trying to intimidate us uh, into being what I've called fugitive slave catchers, the run around and do their bidding uh, in our cities. You know, I think Lawrence Jones did a fantastic job of actually putting this Raz Barakaka in his uh, in his place. But just in case he didn't. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> that is that goes for almost every single liberal Democrat in this country. Very few are making any rational sense. I mean, whether it be on Gorsuch, whether it be on illegal immigration. By the way, speaking of which, where they are making sense is inside the Trump administration. The Department of Justice announcing last Thursday the expansion of a program designed to deport imprisoned immigrants. The institutional hearing program uses in-person and video conference hearings in order for judges to determine whether or not an immigrant, regardless of their legal status, should be deported after they serve out their sentences. A Bureau of Prison Statistics show that a little over 20% of federal inmates are what we call non-citizens. So let, let me break this down. Now, how many of these liberals are out there? And I got to say, there is some wisdom to some of what these liberals are saying because... Uh, they are pointing out some inequities in our justice system that are making our prisons burst at the seams so that you can't put people who actually deserve to be in there in there because they're, they're filled to capacity and it's not safe. So would not, what, what would you say if I could tell you, we could be rid of 20% of the federal inmates who are in custody right now, just by saying, hey, all you illegal immigrants, all you legal immigrants, you violated the law, you're not supposed to be, either you're not supposed to be here, or you violated the terms of you being here, and you're gone. 20%, boom. 20% more room. I think that would be worth it. And I applaud, I applaud the Attorney General of the United States, Jeff Sessions, for, for renewing interest in this program. And you know what? A judge can just sit there and See the illegal or the, the violator of the law, immigrant, right there in front of me? Uh, what did you do, sir? Okay, well, you know what? Part of the conditions of you being in the country where you're going you're gonna to follow our laws, and, well, since you didn't, you're gone. Deporting. Goodbye. Bye-bye. And I think, it, look, there, there is nothing that says that we have to accommodate legal or illegal immigrants who violate our laws in this country. None. Zero. Nada. And it's about time we told liberals to, to shove it when they think that, that maybe we should tolerate that. Hey, remember everybody, a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we, the people. Have yourselves a great day, folks. Catch you tomorrow, 3 o'clock Eastern, right here on The Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on The Blaze Radio Network.